Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 702. Chapter 108. Quick. We spent a few days at the Penny's Worth while our welcome was warm. We had our own rooms and all our meals for free. Fewer bandits meant safer roads and more customers, and Penny knew our presence at the inn would draw a better crowd than fiddle playing any night. We put the time to good use, enjoying hot meals and soft beds. All of us could use the time to mend. Hespy was still nursing her arrow-shot leg, Dayton his broken arm. My own minor injuries from the fight with the bandits were long since gone, but I had newer ones, mostly consisting of a heavily scratched back. I taught Tempe the basics of the loot, and he resumed teaching me how to fight. My training consisted of short, terse discussions concerning the Lathani and long, strenuous periods of practicing the Catan. I also pieced together a song about my Felurian experience. I originally called it In Twilight Versed, which you have to admit wasn't a very good title. Luckily, the name didn't stick, and these days most folk know it as The Song Half Sung. It wasn't my best work, but it was easy to remember. The customers at the inn seemed to enjoy it, and when I heard Losi whistling it as she served drinks, I knew it would spread like a fire in a seam of coal. Since folk kept asking for stories, I shared a few other interesting events from my life. I told them how I'd managed to get admitted into the university when I was barely 15 years old. I told them how I'd gained entry to the Arcanum in a mere three days' time. I told them how I called the name of the wind in a furious rage after Ambrose broke my lute. Unfortunately, by the third night, I was out of true stories. And since my audience was still hungry for more, I simply stole a story about Ilian and put the end of the page. Uh, my name's Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And I have things. So we were talking about fire as a chapter title yesterday because it was the end of the chapter that was called Fire. And while I do not have all the title names of the chapters from this book, I do for the 10th anniversary edition. And there are two titles that contain the word fire. They are chapter 68, Through the Fire, and chapter 86, The Fire Itself. Thank you, Jordana, leaving no, leaving no Google half-cursoried. Well, That's I mean, right. I didn't do any Googling, to be fair. <laughs> does the 10th anniversary edition have a table of contents? It does, and I love it. Oh. It is so good. I love That's the table handy. of contents in the 10th anniversary edition. It makes things like this so easy. That is handy. I have other things, though, relating to the page. So uh, the one is that the, the injuries that Quoth is healing from are the scratches on his back, which connects us back to something he said on yesterday's page, which was that Losi came closer to killing him than Falurian. And I'm pretty sure they just have like really violent sex. Is that what's happening? I mean, I don't know about violent. Like, I don't know if they're doing like BDSM, but it sounds like Losi is a back scratcher. But that wouldn't kill you. 
I think what's killing him is that she's going to wear him out. Oh, I see. He's not getting much sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's ready to go again in, in 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, also, what is a seam of coal? Yeah, in a coal mine, the, the coal would be down in a seam. You've played Minecraft, I'm sure, and you know Indeed. that coal comes in like in chunks Bunches. underground. Exactly. That would be a seam. And in a mine, if there is a fire, the coal catches fire, the whole seam will catch fire. Oh. Um, so it's, you know, fire in a coal mine, very dangerous. And so the whole seam uh, will go up, burning all the air, killing all the miners. Uh, very um, flammable, I think, is the metaphor here. Got it. Yeah. And it would spread fast. Which, good for the song, bad for the miners. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So this is another example of like Foth telling us like something that he created has now become part of like the popular culture of Temerant. Like everyone now knows this song. This is like a standard. And more so than that, I think this is a turning point in Foth's unintentional quest to become a folk hero. I say, I think you should say half intentional. I don't think it's unintentional. Yeah. This is the turning point in Kvothe's half-intentional quest to become a folk hero because up until now, there's been some like whispers about him at the university. He's you know he's got a reputation going for him. I think this is the difference between Kvothe like trying to protect himself by maintaining a reputation and Kvothe's transition into a folk hero of a keel with Ilian and uh, Taberlin the Great. Because prior to this, it's been kind of a self-defense mechanism. It's been like, oh, you know, I'm street smart. I'm smart at the university. You can't push me around. Um... But here he comes back from Fey. He's got these wounded and tough um, mercenaries who are vouching for him. And he's got this story about Felurian and they're asking him for more stories. And so he's telling them the stories from his reputation prior, but souped up a little bit, perhaps to hit the same tenor as the Felurian story, which is obviously a real uh, a fairy adventure. And then because he runs out of stories, he just starts putting himself into Ilian stories and pushing them out in the world. And like, it's one thing to just kind of tell an entertaining story and it's not clear to what extent Kvothe understands this is happening. But I think that people are taking this pretty seriously. And in addition to like the, the, the songs he's writing going out into the world, these people are going to take these stories and go out and say, Oh, I met this guy in this, in this inn. He, you know, and, and it, this really happened. I saw it happened. I saw him, I saw his fairy cloak. And then he told us the story about how he didn't bleed and blah, blah, blah. So, I think this is another moment of Quoth leveling up after a fashion because it's no longer just him maintaining a reputation for self-defense. It's his stories going out into the world being spread by people who have no reason not to believe them. Because he is putting himself into stories about Ilian, he is also already muddying the waters of his own narrative. Like what stories are really true about Quoth and what stories are just like, him as Taberlin the Great with a coat of paint on. Plus, as he said yesterday, he's he's not above embellishing a story with lies and uh, extraneous details to make it a better story. So I'm sure even the true stories he's telling mm-hmm. are full of uh, this and that. Coats. Coats. Indeed. Uh, I want to touch on one last note, which is, so Quoth says... He originally called the song in Twilight Verse, and then he says, which you, you have to admit wasn't a very good title. There's nothing wrong with that title. It's too 
What's uh, it's too it flowery. It doesn't tell you much about the contents. Yeah, I yeah. think the song because the song half song is like how how does the song half song have more information? That's the story. Yeah, and at the end of that song, when you realize that Quoth has been sent out in the world to like uh, craft a song worthy of Fullerian, it's almost like this is Quoth's version of the Tenacious D song tribute. He's written a song about how he hasn't written a song yet. Except for tribute is a song that was already written that they just can't sing again. No, tr- the, no, 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 the no, point the, of the, the song, song tribute, tribute is the tribute to the greatest song in the yeah, world. This is not the greatest song in the world. This is just a tribute. Couldn't remember. The yeah, but the greatest remember. song in the world was sung at that point. It yeah, had but they couldn't remember sung. it. When they went to write it down again, they I know, couldn't remember I know. it. So they wrote That's... the tribute to the greatest song in the world. I don't understand what I'm All trying right. to say. The greatest <laughs> song in the world. All, All right. right. It was the best motherfucking song. The greatest song in the world. All right. Would you stop? I'm trying to explain something. Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> Is it okay? Well, what I was trying to say is that tribute is about a song that was already sung, whereas this one is a song about a song that that hasn't been sung. Yes, that is true. Yes, good. That's all I wanted to say. Moving along. (laughs) (laughs) This letter that we have today—is it just a tribute? Is from our friend. Uh, well, after a fashion. Stop it right now! (laughs) I couldn't remember what the letter was, so this is a tribute to the very best letter that we ever received. This letter is from our friend Manuel, who writes, on page 663, Professor Florian. Hello, I just wanted to suggest that the north-south axis names brought up by Florian are all true at all the times. She says them, but not all the time. Remember that Coat is summarizing here, and he was in Fay for a good amount of time. One day, Florian calls those cardinal points summer and winter, because that is how Fay would change if he traveled in those directions at that certain time. Some other day, she calls them forward and backward for that same reason. Through some innate sense that Quoth lacks, Florian knows this without effort. Does the Cathay lie toward Grimward or Grinning? To that, I don't know. Does this sounds grimmer? I wonder if that's interesting. If like Faye gets like, like more more dangerous and scary toward Grimward, and then Grinning it gets more like more fun and uh, and adventurous. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to think about those words. I mean, they're to me they're just like flowery fey words, but it could be kind of interesting and funny to think about. Like, Grimward is is going toward the dark bad, the Shadowfell, and then Grinning is going towards like the the Keebler Elf uh, locations where they make the the candy. I I do also like the idea that those cardinal directions that she describes are all true at different times. Like maybe they change like the seasons do. Like there's some parts of the year in Fey where the directions are X and Y and some parts of the year where they're A and B. I think that's an interesting idea. Yep. I like that too. Well, thank you for Thanks writing. for the clarification. Yeah. Yes. Good letter. And uh, listener, until tomorrow's page, you got to believe us that uh, it was the greatest letter we'd ever received. <laughs> and it, it saved our butts. Yeah. And it'll save all of our butts on tomorrow's page. Of. The win. Wee!